You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. I got a great episode with a very great guest. And this is a little bit different than we usually go in terms of the route of interviews. This is not someone who is necessarily an expert or a doctor or talks about dating advice, sex advice, relationship advice for a living. But she is an influencer and she's got some very interesting things to say. And that's why I wanted to have her on. Her name is Brittany Furlan. Uh, Brittany Furlan Lee, excuse me. That's right, because she's no longer Brittany Furlan. She is married to Tommy Lee. And I've always known her as Brittany Furlan. I've, I've known about her for a very long time. I thought she was so funny when she was on Vine, which is an old app where you can make these you know six to 10 second videos. And she was just hilarious on there. And now she's a big influencer on Instagram with 2.4 million followers at the time of this podcast. She's been on... TV and documentaries. She was in the Netflix documentary called The American Meme, which is very interesting, just following people who are very big on the internet. And she was just really entertaining and interesting and thoughtful and really just a pleasure to have on the podcast here, on the How to Talk to Girls podcast. And I do think that you are going to enjoy this episode, hearing just from a woman's perspective what it means to date very interesting men. And she's gotten herself into some interesting relationships over the years. And she is extremely candid with the conversation that we have and and very vulnerable and tells us everything going on with her past relationships and her current relationships. And all from a female perspective and also a female in Hollywood, which is very different. So I just think that you're going to learn some things. You're going to be entertained by some things. And maybe you're like, dude, you don't need to convince me here. I, I know her. I follow her. She's, uh, she's great. She's really funny. Well, then awesome. Then you're going to really enjoy this very deep conversation between the two of us. So let's just dive into it right now. Here it is. Here's my episode with Brittany Furlan. Hey, Brittany, good to have you on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Yes, yes. So, um, I mean, I don't have too much PTSD here, but one of my exes is named Brittany, spelled the exact same way. And oh, no. It wasn't the best relationship. Doesn't that kind of ruin it for you when you meet someone? Like, even if they're the coolest person, if they have the same name as someone that you had trauma with, you're like, ugh, oh, I don't even, I can't even be friends with this person. Like, it sucks. It just but that's it. You. Right. Like, you know, like, no matter what happens again, there are, so let's see all, so there's Rachel, Brittany, oh um, Aaron, and uh, my current girlfriend, Megan. I, I, I'm pretty sure that one's going to last, but all the other names, just, if I ever meet anyone, I'm single again, and you have that name, it's not going to happen. Are you not friends with any of your exes? Um, uh, no, I'm actually, yeah, I'm not friends with any of them. Uh, one of them, no, one of them hates me a lot. One of them medium hates me. Mm-hmm. And another one also medium hates me. We all kind of like, they're not like attacking me or like, you know, doing right. anything bad. But it, let's just say it wasn't a, I, I broke up with all of them. Um, and so it just wasn't... Uh, they don't, they're yeah. like mad at you. 
Yeah, they're like, you know, mad. Like, you know, I mean, I'd be mad too. Like, I wouldn't have great feelings if I really wanted to be with someone and they broke up with me, but Did it wasn't a fit. Did I what? Did you cheat on any of them? No, and it, it was not that at all. I think I broke up with all of them for the same reasons, what which was, was that? just that generally, just I, I, as I dated them and got to know them, I figured it was not a match. And I, you know, I thought it was in the beginning and it just wasn't. I don't know. Do you have any experiences like that? Have you broken up with anyone before? I've broken up with all of my boyfriends except for my last one. Even though I did break up with him, it was more like I was forced to because he was so horrible to me. But yeah, I mean, I started dating a guy when I was like, fuck. And first moved to LA, I was 17. I started dating this lawyer and he was 30 and I was 17, just turning 18. So it wasn't like totally illegal, but he was a lawyer and he was shady and he was in Iraq. And so he had a bunch of PTSD and bipolar disorder. And he was like, I was so nice to him. I cooked, I cleaned, I did everything for him. I kept his apartment really nice. We lived in the same apartment building. And then one day he like wasn't returning my calls. And like, this was really stupid. And I went down to like our jacuzzi and he was sitting in there with another girl. And I was like, what the fuck? And we'd been doing like a year. And I was like, fuck you. Don't ever talk to me again. And then he like begged me back like forever. And I just never gave him a chance again. And this guy literally stalked me for like years and I never gave him a chance again. So I was like, bye. And then the guy after that, I started doing stand up in LA and I was, you know, at the comedy store and I met a comedian and we started dating. And then he was like, oh, well, I don't want us both to do comedy. And because like I would always kill and he would eat shit. And so, <laughs> yeah, okay. and so I'm pathetic and I just stopped doing stand up and started doing improv. And then we dated for like, two and a half, three years, lived together. And then I found out like halfway through the relationship that he was addicted to like oxys. Whoa. Like tell me he couldn't pay rent. And I was like, why can't you pay rent? And he was like, oh, I'm just not making enough money. And so I was like covering for us. And then I found out later he was just spending it on drugs. And then I broke up with him. How long did you date him for? Like two and a half years. And we lived together. Doesn't that just like... Sting like when you were in a relationship and like, you find out that shit later on. Yeah, like, what? I think what's weird is like I didn't. I don't think I like was totally into it. Like I think I like was. I I'm very codependent, and so I like like the company, and so I was like, oh, he's funny, and like we get along good enough, and like it was whatever. But like you know, we lived together, and I just like I wasn't you know head over heels. Like you know what I mean? Do you know how I mean? I don't know if you know what I mean. Like I, I, I do. Like you, you were comfortable. You were settling and, and yeah. He was definitely more into me than I was into him. And so left that relationship and then I started dating this guy whose music video I was in and he, I was like, oh, he's so successful, like so rad. And then I find out he's literally just a trust fund baby and he was like paying to direct music videos instead of them paying him. And I was like, oh boy. But he was really sweet and really helpful. And he's actually the one that ended up getting me my first iPhone, which ended up leading me to do Vines. And so I kind of thank him for like my whole career because I would have never done Vine if it wasn't for him because I had a Blackberry. So, you know, the way you meet people in life, you cross paths and things happen for a reason. And, you know, I think that that might have been, you know, put into my life on purpose. I feel you with that. My, my first serious relationship from when I was in my 20s, she was a very big supporter of TripAdvice, my dating advice company. 
So when I told her that I wanted to do it, she was so gung-ho about it. She's like, you got to do it. She built me my website. and And she was like a graphic designer and I mean, really unbiased. I think she was amazing at it. So I got like, I don't know, maybe it's a little bit of luck or just, you know, just like crossing paths at the right time. Like, I think I still would have, I I believe I would have been successful, but maybe it would have taken me a little bit longer because she really pushed me and and supported me and helped me create things that I would not have been able to afford. So I'm just saying, I agree. Like, sometimes, you know, even when relationships don't work out. Yeah. Like, there's a reason sometimes why people, you know what I mean? Right, exactly. So like, and I hate to say that that's like the re- his only reason because he was a sweet man, and you know we had we had fun, but you know another it was another relationship where I was kind of getting into relationships where like the guys were way more into me than I was into them, and my grandmother had always told me, you know, always make sure you find a guy who is more into you than you are into them. And so Interesting. I, I don't know why she said that, but she would always tell me that. And she's like, and that's how the relationship will last. Because if he likes you more than you like him, he'll be there forever, right? I don't know. Weird advice. Anyway, so I end up leaving that relationship because then I find out he's also addicted to painkillers. And he was just like taking this shit called Kratom. He was taking Tramadol, which is for people that have like brain injuries and like need pain. And he was taking that and then the doctor cut him off. And then so he started taking these crazy pills that you get from the smoke shop called Kratom. And it was just making him insane. And so I was like, I can't do this anymore. And there was like Kratom powder all over the house. And I was like, "Ah, I can't do this. So I left that relationship, ended up being single for a while. And then this director, this big film director ran into him at like Justin Bieber's roast and he like uh, texted me and was like kind of wooing me and he was getting ready to shoot a big movie in Vietnam and he was sending me all these like pictures and FaceTiming me while he was scouting and he had a dress made for me and he was like really trying hard to like get me to hang out with him and I was not into him at all. Like he wasn't my type physically, but the conversation was really good and I thought he was really smart and really talented. So I was like, you know what, maybe I'll just give it a chance. And so then I end up kind of like giving in and then we end up hanging out and I fall in love with this guy. And this is a guy that like I didn't expect to like really fall in love with. Okay, hold on. I want to pause you right there because this is very interesting. So you meet this guy. He's actively... He's uh, pursuing you. He's persistent. And you're in your head. You're saying, no, 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 no. When When did it click? It clicked because it's just like he just didn't give up. Like he was just sending me gifts and messaging me every day. And he was just such a like making so much effort. And he was like romantic and smart. And like, I really appreciated that. You know what I mean? Because a lot of guys are, I feel like are just kind of, uh, and I mean, I'm not saying go stalk a girl because it wasn't stalkery. It was just kind of like a, you know, he would check in with me every day and be like, how's your day? Like, you know, what are you doing today? And ask me questions and just really seem really invested into who I was as a person. And I didn't have really any guys that have done that before. A lot of the guys that I dated were just kind of like, oh yeah, like totally, you're hot. I'm like, let's hang out, that kind of thing. So so I, got, I ended up falling in love with this guy, just even just over text messages. And then when we finally hung out, it was like perfect. And then things were great for like six months. And then- What he- drug did you find? No drugs this time. Well, okay. no drugs, but it didn't end up being drugs. It's much worse. Um, oh, geez. Okay. So he ends up going away to shoot his movie. And then he just kind of like stops talking to me. And we were boyfriend and girlfriend, like literally like boyfriend and girlfriend. 
I bought him like a fucking $20,000 Dolce & Gabbana suit to come to a premiere with me of a movie that I was in. And, you know, we were dating. We were, he stayed at my house every night. And then all of a sudden he goes to shoot his movie and he just like, it's radio silence. And I was like, huh? And he's posting on Instagram and I see him following new girls all the time. And so I started... Were you freaking out? Like... Yeah, because it just was so weird. It was just like, just completely dropped out of nowhere, especially from someone who's so persistent, you know, in the beginning. So I, you know, was texting him and going, hey, like, what's going on? Like, you haven't called me once since you've been in Hawaii. Like, what is going on? He was shooting the first part in Hawaii. And I had even helped him get the house that he was staying in. I helped him find it and everything. And he was just like, yeah, I'm just really busy. I just, sorry, I love you. I'm just overwhelmed. And I'm shooting, he's directing this huge movie. So he's like- Obviously, this is like bullshit, right? Total bullshit. But for me, like I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt because I was like, you know, like it is a big film. It was like a huge film. And for him doing this first big film, I was kind of like, okay, I'll give him slack, whatever. Like, so then I kind of just let it go. And then like another week goes by and I don't hear from him. And meanwhile, this whole time he's like posting on Instagram and like posting pictures. And like, I see he keeps adding these girls that live in Hawaii. Cause I was like, I started turning into like a psycho stalker. Cause I've never done that in any of my relationships. Like before him, I'd never checked a phone. I never checked Instagram. I never cared who guys I was dating followed. Like, I didn't give a shit. You know what I mean? Because I always liked them less than they liked me. So I never really cared. And now I was just like turning into this like fucking psycho stalker. And I was watching his every move because, you know, you could see they changed it now. But on Instagram, you could see then like who was added and like who, what photos people liked and that kind of right. stuff. Right. So, yeah. 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 So I was watching it and I kept, he kept adding these girls and they were like these like really like bikini models in Hawaii. And I'm like, why does he keep adding these fucking bikini models? And then one of them tags him in a photo and it's, I go to the, his tag photos and I see he's at some club with a bunch of girls half naked sitting in the middle of them with his arm around one of them. And so I text him, it's over, we're done. Like, don't ever fucking talk to me again. And he was like, no, please just give me a chance. Like, it's, you're, you're so wrong, blah, 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 whatever. And I'm like, no, I'm fucking done. And he how, the t- how the tables have turned. And he didn't, yeah, exactly. And he didn't even fight for me. He was just like, okay, bye. So I was like, wow, all right. Well, if that doesn't fucking tell you something, then literally, I, of course, I'm so heartbroken because I was like, wow, this guy tried so hard. He wasn't even like someone I would have ever dated. Like he was not attractive. I was like, I can't believe I gave this guy the fucking time of day and he's about to turn the tables on me. Like, fuck that. I was so pissed. And then I saw he was, he just kept adding more and more girls. And I was just like, fuck that. So what do you think happened? Did he play you? Is it just no, all just... I, I think... Well, I already know because I ended up dating him for another fucking three years like a moron. He's a narcissist. and Wait, what? So wait, sorry, I interrupted. Okay, so more to the story here. So much more. It just keeps going. So basically, I find all this dark shit out that like he was adding these girls and... Well, okay, long story short. I, I can't even do long story short because it's so long. Okay, so then he comes home for Christmas. <laughs> Then he comes home for Christmas. We get back together because he was like, I gotta, can I come pick some stuff up I left at your house? I was like, whatever, sure. He comes to get the stuff and then kind of like woos me back in. And he's like, I promise I won't do that again. Like, I love you, blah, 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 blah. We spend like every day together, all this shit. And then one night while he's sleeping, I look at his phone. And while he was in Hawaii, he was DMing each and every one of those girls he was adding going, hi, I'm a director. You have a great look. I'd love to meet you. 
Like literally just copy and pasting that same message to so many girls, like just girl after girl after girl after girl after girl, like hundreds of girls. When was he doing this in compare in time wise in terms of when you're looking at the phone? Like right before he came back from for for Christmas. Got it. Okay. Like just trying to get all these girls, and none of them responded, which I thought was hilarious. And then he would write like "hello," like because and like how pathetic is that? Like "hello" because they didn't respond. Right. Um, and there were all these really hot girls, and then one of them ended up being his PA. He like hired this one girl to be his PA and he ended up fucking her. And I found all those messages. And this was right, literally two days after we broke up, he fucked his PA. So I was like, oh my God, this is a fucking nightmare. And then I had a fight with him and he was like, you know, you have to forgive me. Like, I don't know what's wrong with me. Like, I, I love you and I keep getting distracted, but I keep trying to find my way back to you and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, so I'm like, fine. I'm like, give him another chance. I'm like, no, Brittany. I'm so dumb. I think it like started to turn into like this thing of it, me just trying to be good enough, like trying to win. You know what I mean? Like it was, it started to turn into like a challenge. Like a game. Yeah. Yeah. Like a fucked up game where I was like, no, I have to win. Like I have to win all of his love and affection. I can't have him choosing these other girls over me. Anyway, so this goes back and forth and then he goes back to shooting and just fucking ghosts me again. No fucking, no, barely any text messages, any calls or anything. I'm like, I would text him and then not hear from him for like four hours. And he'd be like, oh yeah, sorry, just really busy, really busy. I would go out and visit him and he would spend no time with me, not invite me to set, nothing. Like I was like, this is crazy. I like Got him like a birthday cake. I was like so good to him. Brought him clothes, bought him shoes, whatever he needed with my own money. Like I'm so pathetic. Anyway, I just watched myself become more and more pathetic. And I was like, who is this person, Brittany? Like you're not... Yeah, you lost yourself. I lost myself in it because I just started to become obsessed and like wanted to win. And then I found out the whole time, long story short, he ended up cheating on me time and time again with prostitutes. So he had like this whole thing where he was... He ended up... He had this whole thing where he... He ended up, he was cheating on me with prostitutes. And I was like, oh my God. Like I found out all these things. He had like a girl in Detroit he would go sleep with. He sounds like a sex addict. He is. Yeah. So I found out later he what he is. And we had like this horrible breakup. And it was just like really awful. And and yeah, it just was an awful relationship. And it just kind of made me like lose hope in people because I was like, oh, yeah. someone who like tricked me and tried so hard to get me. And then once they had me, like totally discarded me. And it was just really awful. And um, did you dissect any of this to a therapist? I did. And I figured a lot of it out that, yeah, he's a sex addict and a narcissist and isn't capable of true love or empathy. So, like, it's not, it's not on me. You know what I mean? But, but and, more importantly, yes, all that stuff, but also why you stayed in it, right? Yeah. And that's my own issues of like low self esteem, codependency, like my childhood shit that I went through, like, basically. That's what caused me to stay in it. It brought all that stuff out in me. Like, you know, my mom left when I was really young and I took it like the rejection personally. And so this was almost like a, you know, a symbolism of the same situation for me. And it triggered recreating all the, it. Yeah, yeah. It triggered all the same things where I just wanted to win and wanted to be worthy of the affection. And I just, I just, it was a never winning battle, you know, like it was, I was never gonna win. No one's ever gonna win, no matter who he's with they're never going to win. Like there's never going to be someone that he truly, truly loves. So then I kind of just understood it and let it go. But it really damaged me for a while. Like it changed my outlook. Sure. On yeah. And I stayed single for a really, really long time, like a year and a half. And 
I signed up on this stupid dating app called Raya. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, yeah. I've heard of it. Yeah. What's that? What's it like on there? So it was like at, when I signed up, it was brand new. Like they contacted me actually and asked... Was this like 2016? Yeah. So they okay. contacted me and asked me to join because they were like, hey, we saw you're single and like we know a bunch of guys would love to date you. Like sign up on our app. So they like contacted me. I joined. And I mean, everyone was on there. Like it was like Ben, Tell Af- me. ben Affleck, Elijah Wood, like my husband, like huge, like like I'm talking about like huge people. You would be very surprised. Like it was just like celebrity, 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 celebrity. And I would match with people and then I would talk to people for a while. And like who's the who's like the biggest or like a more A-list celebrity that you matched with and I talked to? With John Mayer. I matched with like Elijah Wood. I matched Is he a nice with guy that John Mayer? Jackson. John Mayer? Yeah, he's very sweet. I didn't end up even hang actually I don't think I yeah, no, I didn't hang out with him. I ended up just texting with him, but yeah, I mean, everyone was very nice. It wasn't like anybody was shitty. I just was like not sure if I was ready yet to go out with somebody again. And so I went on a couple dates. I still didn't feel like quite over this, what I'd gone through, even though it was like a year. I just felt like I wasn't healed yet. And then I matched with my husband. It was Tommy. Okay, Lee. so right. So you guys met on Raya. Okay, interesting. Right. And so I matched with him and he was just so persistent. He was just like texting me every day and being like, Hey, like, what are you doing? Like, have you listened to the song I sent you? Like, what are you doing today? Like he was just so nice and like constantly like in touch with me. And, and so finally we ended up, it was like a week later we ended up meeting up because we were both working pride fest. Like he was playing drums with this artist named Brooke Candy. And I was doing like promotional stuff for pride and I went up and tapped him on the shoulder and then he just gave me like the biggest, warmest hug and he like held my hand and then just, we just were together ever since then. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And he's my best friend and like, he's so good. And like, I was a little scared at first because it kind of started the same way it did with the other guy where like, it was like so many the persistence. Yeah. Persistence and like the obsession, like, you know, where are you? What are you doing? Da, 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 da. Like that kind of thing. And I, I started to be like, oh my God, am I in? Here we go again. Yeah. I'm like, am I signing myself up for part two? But no, my husband was actually like, and I, so I went and told my husband like all that trauma. And so, you know, I told him all that stuff I went through and all my girlfriends in the meantime are like, oh my God, you're going to date Tommy Lee. Like, do you know how many girls he's slept with? And you're worried about someone cheating on you. Just wait. Like, you know, that guy's definitely- That was going to be my next question. Yeah. Because, yeah the- that, that's an interesting combination yeah. of people, you know, like, both of you together and like I, I would be I would, I'm curious how you handle that you know there's all the, the sex tape stuff in the past and like oh yeah wh- how does how do you how would you handle something like that well in the beginning I was just kind of like whatever and I was like you know I'm cool with whoever's cool with me and you know um some of his exes were bitchy so I was not cool with them and then some of them were really nice so I was like okay cool I'm cool with them so I told him the situation that I'd been in and I was like you know I'm not really like I don't really feel safe after that happened to me. And he was like, oh, he's like, well, no worries. He's like, I'll just give you the password to my phone and all my devices. And anytime you're feeling insecure, you can go look at anything you want. Wow. And I was like, oh, and it was just so sweet. And like, so like for the first couple of months, I was like, you know, I would check here and there, but then I was like... <laughs> so you still checked it out. I still okay. checked it. Like I was like, you know, just out of curiosity. And then like after that, I just was like, oh, I don't really need to. Right, you just gained that trust. It's just because once someone's that open, you're just like, oh, okay. And then you you kind of just like get over it because you're like, oh, well, every time I look, there's nothing. So like, why am I going to keep looking, you know? 
Yeah, right. So yeah, so he was like really nice about it and totally understood and you know, was like, fuck that guy. If I ever see him, I'm gonna fucking kill him. And he was just like really nice. And he's just always been like, he's just like a big kid, honestly. And, and you know, people were like, oh, you're such an age difference. You know? Yeah. How, how do you feel about that? Because he's got what, tw- uh, 20 years, 22 years on you? years on me. You know, it's so weird because I actually am dealing with some weird health stuff where I have like chronic fatigue, where I am tired like a lot like i i have to get like 12 hours of sleep a night i am like very exhausted all the time do you time. have mono is that a thing still no they check me for mono they're checking me for lime i'm just like a i don't know what's going on with me i just recently have been dealing with some like really tiredness like it's been like for like the last year and it's been really affecting me so he's like way more active than i am i'm like the 58 year old i'm like the one who's like i got to go to bed early i got to get 12 hours of sleep. Like I can't get up too fast. Like I'm dealing with some weird stuff. So he's like way more active than me. I mean, he gets up at like 6am and he's like hyper and he has so much energy and like he can drink coffee. Like I can't even drink coffee because I have anxiety and then I have panic attacks. So I'm just like, I'm just kind of tired all the time. But, But yeah, no, he's great and so loving and so supportive and like such a good partner, honestly, like just really just a sweet man. I mean, it's been together four years and like, we've never had like a big fight. We've never, you know, I don't know. It's like, I've never felt like I couldn't trust him. And it's just like, it's weird. It's like, once you kind of find someone that you feel safe with, that kind of changes everything, you know? And I really started to lose my faith in guys, or at least thought that I wasn't going to ever find someone I matched with because every guy that I was with before the cheater had liked me more than I liked him. And then when I gave in and liked him back, then he stopped liking me and that really fucked me up. And I thought that was going to happen with every guy. And so I didn't know what was going to happen in life. And now it's like, it's like, I think the healthiest relationships kind of fluctuate. Like some days I think Tommy loves me more and some days I love him more. And it's like this nice little seesaw that goes back and forth. You know what I mean? I think that's natural too. I think I, you know, I, I feel like that happens in relationships and and long and long marriages. It's just yeah. you know, sometimes both people are out of love. Sometimes you're both in love. Sometimes it's more the other person than the other person. And I just think that's the ebb and flow of a of a long monogamous relationship. Yeah, it's natural. It's like I mean, you spend fucking. I spend every day with him and like. You know, I had a bunch of friends just with the quarantine that were getting divorced and separated because they'd never spent that much time with their partner. No, really? How many people? Uh, like at least three couples ended up splitting. Holy cow. My girlfriend moved in during the quarantine. See? And then some people went the other way. But like I had already spent so much time with Tommy. We spent every day together and pretty much just us at the house. So this was like another Tuesday. You know what I mean? It like didn't affect this. I mean, it didn't really affect us because we're kind of homebodies as it is. So yeah. We were just like, oh, like this is just us hanging out, you know, and we just kind of stayed the same. But yeah, it affected a lot of people negatively. That's cool that it affected you positively too. You're like one of the only people I've heard that from. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, she was supposed to move in anyways. So she was always supposed to move in April 1st, but uh-huh. COVID hit, you know, in, in March. And so we're like, all right might as well just do this now because she was living in an, an apartment with two of her friends and yeah. everyone just kind of scurried to like you know like safe places like one of her roommates went home another roommate went to like her sister's house and so she just came in with me and was fine it was two weeks earlier and and yeah I think I don't know I think it just she was 
supposed to move in. And so it's almost as if like, this is all we know. Like all we know of her living here is us spending a lot of this time together. But also we're both very cognizant of separating during the day. Like I'm in my office and I'm you know, doing yeah. podcasts and whatever. And right. she's out there and then I'll, I'll get my water and take my break and go back out there. And we'll say hello and maybe give a kiss or eat lunch. And then just like, I'm, I'm separated again. But, but yeah, I think it's interesting for, for some of those people like your friends who got into these or were already in relationships and now they're spending all this time together. You know, it's, that doesn't surprise me. It's like you're already in a long relationship. So there's already things that might be bubbling. People are normally not good at conversing and communicating with their partner because it's hard and scary. And so then all of a sudden you're forced to live with them every single second. With them, which they didn't do before. So, right. So that's just going to, it's probably the best thing that ever happened to them, honestly. It, it, you know, it's not that COVID did it. It's probably it just happen anyway, I think. Yeah. Right. It fast forwarded the process and, and right. got all these things out. It's it's kind of crazy, isn't it? Like it's just, you know, and relationships are precarious. I feel like people change and grow and like sometimes you change and grow at different rates and you know, and that's fine, you know. I'm friends with actually all of my exes still, except for that the cheater one. I talk to all of them, I'm cool with all of them. They're all happy living good lives and they've changed their lives and are, you know, doing better and I don't have any bad blood with anyone. So, you know, it's, it's just, you learn, everything is a lesson, I, you know, in one way or another, even the bad things, they, I think they guide us in the direction that we're supposed to go in for whatever reason. So Some, something I've discovered, and I'm, I'm curious if you relate to this, is that the boring relationships are actually the healthiest. I'm just going to stop there and let me know. And let me know if that resonates with you or if you kind of know what I'm saying. Yeah, totally. I mean, like, that's so true. I mean, like, there's just like when you can be comfortable with someone and, you know, have comfortable silence and feel cozy and loved and safe. It's like, you know, where there's no animosity or like, you know, worrying and that kind of thing. Yeah. Like that's the best, the best thing ever. And yeah, some people call it boring. I call it just like regular, you know, it's <laughs> that, that's, yeah. that's a, that's a great term. I mean, that's cause that's what it is, right? It's, yeah. it's like, no, this is how relationships are supposed to be. They're not yeah. supposed to be tumultuous and stressful. fighting and and, high, and and like whoa crazy love highs and then and then fighting lows right. and then it just goes back and forth. Yeah, I do, I don't like that. That's not fun for anyone. I mean, yeah, no. It's good to just feel like some sort of consistency in your life. You know, if it's not adding to your life, then. It's not, I don't think, worth it. I mean, I wish I could go back to myself when I was dealing with that other relationship and I would have done so many things differently. Like, I don't know why I give people so many chances and made so many excuses for people, but like I've learned so much from that. So, and I feel like maybe that was just for me to learn from. I mean, yeah, that's, there's a, there's that famous saying is like, it, I'm going to butcher it because it's not the exact quote, but it's like, you'll get the same lessons until you learn them. Exactly. You know, like it's going to keep coming to you until you finally go, oh, yeah, I got to stop doing that thing, you know? 100%. Yeah. Whatever that is. I'm curious too if you've... um, I have a book recommendation for you. I feel like you've probably read it, Codependent No More. Yeah, I read it. Yeah. Okay. It's like the number one book on that topic. Narcissist recovery book. Oh my God. I read so many self-help books because I was just like... I felt like I was just like destroyed, like physically and emotionally completely destroyed from that. I had so yeah. much therapy and 
self-help books and so many things that helped me figure out that it wasn't me. And that was the biggest thing was like to understand that people can be fucked up to you no matter how good you are to them. And that's not an issue of yours, you know? So I don't know. Do you have, even though I know we just kind of said the the anti of this, but do you have any regrets? Like, is there anything where you're like, I just wish I wasn't there that day? Like about what? Anything in my past or just... Anything, any past relationships? I think with the way I reacted the last time that I found him cheating on me was like completely outrageous. But I think I was just so fed up with it that I just, I just lost it. Cause I was just, it was just like the fifth or sixth time that I'd found infidelity. And I just was like, I just went like pretty nuts and just couldn't handle it anymore. You know? So I, you know, I regret the way I acted instead of just walking away and just never talking to the person again, which I ended up doing anyway, but I freaked the fuck out. Cause I just, you know, you can only take so much as a person. So yeah, I, I mean, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it's so interesting. So I'm curious. Now, like I said earlier, this combination of you, your past, the things that you deal with, your personality, some of your emotional health issues that you've talked about, and even I've seen you talk about on your Instagram. So this person, now with one of the biggest rock stars of all time and, and his past. And so now you two are together. So you said part of it, like he's just like, yeah, you can trust me and check all my phones. Like, I'm an open book, all that stuff. Is there anything else you think in your relationship that, you know, it's kind of like you can give advice to others in a sense where you guys are just doing it right? What is it? You said you barely fight. You've been together for what, four years? Yeah, four years. Yeah. So, what are some things that you guys have done that have been really good? Like, I don't know any communication tips or I don't know anything you guys do that keeps it alive. The biggest thing is communication. I mean, we, do like check-ins with each other. We say good morning always, say good night always, like don't go to bed angry. He cooks dinner for me like every night. We sit and have dinner together, which I think is so important. No phones, you know. We're just very communicative and that's like the biggest thing. Like if he has a problem, he'll come talk to me. If I have a problem, I'll come talk to him and we work it out together and like there's no secrets and there's no you know, lies and no hiding stuff. And it's just a very open communication, which is the most important thing you can do. And I think as long as you have that open communication, like there's really no way to fail, you know, anytime anyone has an issue or desires some sort of change or whatever, like talk about it. And we just are very communicative, honestly. Like that's the thing. Do you have any examples of anything that you can remember and you can paraphrase if you'd like, or if you don't feel comfortable, it's fine too. But like any kind of fights that you had or something that upset you or maybe upset him and one of you went to the to the other person and talked it through. Maybe you can tell us like how that went or what that oh, looked like. I, yeah, like it happened recently because I'm struggling with this chronic fatigue situation where I'm just really tired all the time. And I was having a lot of trouble getting up before like 2 p.m. And my husband was, my husband wakes up at 6 a.m. And he was like, dude, I'm like alone by myself while you sleep like all day. And it's really sad. And I miss you and I want to hang out with you. And he came to me and he's like, do you think there's any way you could like set an alarm and wake up at 12 and maybe we'll just go to bed earlier so you can get like 
better sleep, but also we can hang out. And I was like, yeah, of course. So yeah, like that was like a recent thing where now I'm like making a conscious effort to, it's crazy that I have to set an alarm to wake up at 12 PM. But yeah, so I get up and then I go and hang out with him and we talk and talk about what we're doing for the day or whatever. And yeah, it's been helpful. I mean, like, you know, he just was like, it's crazy. Like I'm, you know, by myself till like two or 3 PM while you're still asleep. So yeah, so that's one of the situations. Like he just came and talked to me and we fixed it. So he was just like feeling lonely or feeling yeah. concerned or... Lonely and concerned. I mean, I went and had a brain scan done at Amen Clinics and they found that like I have a hole in my brain and I have a bunch of overactivity in my brain, which I'm going to be sharing on my account soon. Where basically I have like what's called like the PTSD diamond in my brain where my brain is like really overactive in the wrong areas and my vagus nerve isn't working, which regulates mood. So um, I have a bunch of like <laughs> mental health issues going on. That I'm wait, wait, is this nature nurture? Like is this, does this come from, I don't know how to say this. Like is it from your childhood yeah. or is it from like something's going on in your brain that like, Bad luck. You no, know, like, where, where, what is stage, it? Early stage trauma from a, being a child in a very traumatic household. So it all stemmed from that. Yes. What's going on here? Wow. Yeah, interesting. It all stemmed from like my relationship when I was younger with my mother. And it was a very turbulent, like unpredictable situation always. And my fight or flight was engaged like very early as a child. And so it, when you're developing, and you're that young. I mean, your brain isn't fully developed till you're about 24 as a woman or 18. And uh, my brain was developing and it was developing with a, a constant, um, you know, my adrenaline constantly going and constantly in fight or flight. And it just causes a malformation in the brain just because of the constant trauma. And so now I have it for life and I've struggled with panic attacks my whole life. And this is why. And so we're trying to like figure it out. And I think it, that's what ties into the whole like fatigue thing. Although the fatigue thing has been worse and worse lately. I don't know why. But yeah, it's just kind of crazy. And so, yeah, I'm just dealing with that on top of trying to just be in a, being healthy and happy in my relationship too. You know, so it's a lot. It's a lot. I mean, it's so interesting too, because, you know, you're a very big influencer uh, online and you have a lot of followers and fans and, you know, you know, it's just easy to see like everyone's just got it perfect, living the life. Yeah, everyone thinks that. <laughs> you know, and, and you're still yeah. a human like everybody else and you still have the same things. And I, I do respect and, and really uh, appreciate that you're, you're candid about those things on your Instagram and you share that with people. I remember, uh, I think it was just recently... You shared something like you actually had footage of you having a, an actual yeah. panic attack. Yeah, I showed it and like right in the beginning of it before like I basically start to get like I can't even do anything. But yeah, I showed like the beginning of it. It was and and I don't I don't trigger easily and I don't get panic attacks. That triggered me. Yeah, it's very triggering. I even put like that it might be a trigger warning because it's just I know so intense. It's almost like I have a seizure because my whole body just kind of my heart rate goes up to like 170, 180. I I can't calm down. I try to do deep breathing and all that stuff that these like, you know, anxiety blogs talk about. But, you know, when you're in that heightened of a state, it's really hard to get back down to earth. 
Right. It looks like you were having hypothermia, like you were shivering, but oh, you yeah, weren't outside. Sure. It was I like pretty much like all motor function. Like I start shaking. I eventually have to like lay down on the ground. It's it's really it's really crazy. I mean, my husband even, you know, dealing with this and seeing this, it like it freaks him out. He's like never seen anything like it and he's had a crazy life. So he's like, Whoa, dude, you know, it's very intense. But yeah. Yeah. And he tries his best to like understand and support me in it. It's not fun. Like I'm trying to figure out how to fix it. I've been taking like CBD during the day with ashwagandha root, which is really helpful. And I take magnesium glycinate at night and I'm in therapy and EMDR and getting my brain scanned and blood tests. And it's just kind of like trying to get to the root of it. But at the root of it, I think it was just all from the trauma as a child that I just my brain. I mean, it was actually, I will say very relieving when I got my brain scanned to see the physical evidence that there's something very wrong. Um, right. Instead of them being like, sorry, we don't know what's yeah, going on. We don't know on. what it is. You just have anxiety. But then for them to actually scan my brain and go, oh no, your brain is very, very unhealthy. And to show my my husband came with me and the doctor just explained to him like, this is going to be really hard because she's just, you know, it just was a lot of trauma when she was too young and it actually caused her brain to develop in the wrong way. So yeah, I mean, it's that part was nice because I'm just so sick of going to the doctors and having them be like, yeah, you just have anxiety, you know, you just, just anxiety, like the heart palpitations and the sweating and the hot flashes and the shaking and all that stuff. It's like, it makes you feel like you're dying. And then, you know, when you go to a regular hospital, they're just like, oh yeah, well, you're fine. Don't worry about it. But then when you have your brain looked at, they're like, oh no, no, you're not fine. Like this is all very real and very whatever. So they're going to try to treat me like I said, I'm doing the therapy and then I have to go into a hyperbaric chamber a couple times a month to get oxygen in my brain to help try to heal. Yeah. Just do you do any meditation at all? Does that help? Or? Yep. Meditation is a big part of it. Journaling, writing down my fears, man. I have done it all. I mean, people send me like suggestions all the time and it's almost exhausting because I'm like, I've been on this journey for over... 10 years and right you you could be qualified to tell people what to do you're like oh, oh yeah just do this do this yeah absolutely like i could write my own book on it cuz i've tried everything i've tried every drug i've tried every supplement i know what works i know what doesn't work for me so yeah i mean it's it's been exhausting but it's like i'm just noticing as i hit my 30s it just started getting worse and so i was like oh boy like that's great to have to deal with that but yeah i mean i'll figure it out i'm not giving up. So <laughs> when that's the that's the cool thing, you know, and I think that that's something that shouldn't be taken lightly either is yeah. you know or I should say really you should be praised for it because I think a lot of people have these issues and they are not necessarily fighting to solve them. You know, it's like I say all the guys who listen to this podcast like just be proud of yourself for even listening to uh, to a podcast right now because that just that says something about how much you actually like yourself like there is there is evidence of self esteem in that cuz you're like yeah. well i like myself enough to help myself yeah i mean i love life like that's the sad part is like i love life and i want to enjoy my life i don't want to be tired all the time i don't want to be having these random ass panic attacks you know what i mean and i don't want to just yeah. shove a bunch of pills down my throat i want to get to the root of it and really solve it you know so right yeah um, no, good I'm for you. Fine. Good for you. Yeah, I'll, I'll win. I'll figure it out. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you're winning already. So, Thanks, you know, man. That's you're great. The best. That's great. Well, let's end on a, a little bit more of an uplifting note, even though that was uplifting. You're helping yourself. Things yeah. are going well. Yeah. I, I think 
it'd be cool to hear from you just one more kind of piece of motivational advice for, I don't know, maybe anyone who's also going through that or has been in bad relationships because you've experienced them, how I've experienced them too. But it should be nice to hear from you, like just any kind of thoughts, last thoughts on that. Well, I have to say this, especially for women, is to trust your gut instinct because you are not wrong. A women's intuition is a very real thing. And I ignored it many times. And every time I ignored it, I ended up suffering the consequences of it. So I would say for women, you need to trust your gut. For guys, if you don't want to end up in fucked up situations with women, I would say to be honest from the forefront, don't lure women in with the with the idea that you're going to love and honor them and be in a relationship with them or do relationship things, but then not want the commitment. Like I think people need to communicate more, especially going into relationships with what they're looking for. And I think people need to be more vocal about that so that people don't get their feelings hurt. Because if you go into something honestly and say, hey, like I'm actually just chilling right now. I'm not looking for anything serious. If you still want to hang out, great. If not, no big deal. I wish you the best. And otherwise, and you know, vice versa, the same. I just think people get, you know, they don't communicate properly. And that's how we end up with all these problems, you know? So I just think open communication is the biggest thing anyone can do. And when someone tells you or shows you that they're not interested in you, girl, let it go. Like, do not pursue it. Do not give them the chance. Do not give them the benefit of the doubt. Actions speak louder than words. Do not listen to a bunch of talk. It will be actions that will show you whether someone truly cares for you or not. Okay? So that's like the biggest piece of advice that I got. I mean, for guys too. I mean, really. Yeah, like, uh... guys and girls. Yeah, actions are so much louder than words, you know? So if someone's not showing you that they really care, then... Mm-mm, they don't care. Right. Oh. 100%. 100%. I, even going back to the very beginning of like courtship or the beginning of dating, it's like I always tell guys is actions speak louder than words. Cool. You got her phone number. Yeah, great. You guys are texting. Is she showing up on a date? You know, Are you guys actually moving towards the next step? If that's not happening, you're just a text buddy. She's not interested. Right? So it's yeah. like all the way from the beginning to the end. I agree. Actions speak louder than words. That's for sure. Yeah. And, you know, chivalry is not dead. I think it means a lot to a girl, at least to me, when a guy kind of takes the reins and goes, you know, asks somebody, what are you doing Friday night? Oh, I'm not doing anything. Okay. Well, I have somewhere I want to take you. So be ready by this time and I'll pick you up. Like, girls like when guys are dominant and take the initiative. Like, that's very yeah. attractive. So that would be my piece of advice for guys is to, like, if you like somebody and want to hang out with them, ask them when they're busy or when they're free, rather. And, Find out when they're free and go, okay, cool. Be ready by this time. I'm going to pick you up. That's perfect. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what I tell the guys. Take initiative. Take initiative. Girls are finding that so hot, so attractive. Also, girls love like random little gifts. Like if you're just at the grocery store and you bring her home some flowers, she's going to be like, what? That's so amazing. Or like if you're married and you're struggling in your marriage, like, you know, just doing little things for her will help. Like putting your clothes in the hamper or emptying the dishwasher or... You know, just at little things for like that go a long way for a girl. They really do. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. That was great. Good, good thoughts there. Good ending advice. Yay. Uh, Brittany, uh, now you, uh, your name is now uh, in my head as a nice name, um, as opposed to what I said earlier before this. Um, so you've redone that for me. Anyways, thank you for being uh-huh. here. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. Yeah, thanks for doing it. And yeah, maybe we'll have you on again in the future. Who knows? 
but it was it was very insightful and just thanks for being candid and vulnerable and i'm sure uh, everyone listening appreciates it so thank you very much you're welcome have a great day okay thank you okay i'll talk to you later